Shut up and sit down. This is the Muscle and the Hustle Podcast. Here, oh, sorry. I was going to say we could start the start this the first one, and I could go here. Are we recording yet? And you could go no, and we could talk about something. You know, we could. I don't know. No, <laughs> just like what I've done to you there now, because I'm recording. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a wanker, hey. Welcome along, this is uh, Muscle and the Hustle podcast, Tony was trying to do a joke there but it backfired But yeah, we're straight in, it's Friday morning uh, We were going to record this as a video but then we realised that my hair is I look like a mixture between Liam Gallagher and just something out of the streets But yeah, today's topic, we're, we're delving into negative thinking we actually struggled for a topic this week because we've covered that much and um, we have a few big ones on the back burner that we have to actually do a bit of homework on and actually structure something because they're they're touchy subjects. So we decided we're gonna jump on the negative thinking today and sort of sort of sort of the fact that it's okay not to be positive all year round and shit happens. Tony, what's happening, mate? What's the story? Uh, you completely dumb me there. I'm not happy at all. I'm not going to lie. If anybody could have seen me, my mouth was fucking lying open for about five minutes. They're going, Mickey. <laughs> uh, and just for a quick update, the reason Mickey didn't want to record this video is because of his hair. That is literally the reason why. And by the streets, he didn't mean the band. He meant homeless, I think. <laughs> no, I didn't mean homeless. I didn't mean Mike Skinner. He's a shaved head. <laughs> my hair is awful at the minute, but... Uh, Joe, you know it's worse. The fact, how did you know who's in the streets? That's actually slightly embarrassing. Streets one of my favorite bands. What? <laughs> Grand Uncomfort Free, original pirate material. Ach, what the fuck? I fucking love the streets. <laughs> not no. Anyway, listening, if you don't know, that's like, uh, do you know what came on the radio yesterday when I was driving down, or it was two days ago? Uh, that Jimmy T song called Sheila. Don't know what. That's. That's the sort of jo- look that up whenever you get a chance. That's the sort of genre that like the streets fall into me. To Joe, where you hear it and you're like, "That's not a bad tune," but who the fuck's that? Uh, and the and the words of the streets, but dry your eyes, mate. Oh, I had to fuck on. Turn this. We'll restart here. Restart. <laughs> that's a, that's enough for the day. Okay, uh, negative thinking. Uh, it's something that I, you know, depending on what way you look at it. You have these gurus talking about you know being positive all the time, and then as we touched the last time on you know the secret and stuff like that, there people have really there's this new there's this new kind of thinking around that you can't be negative at all. You have to be positive all the time, and negative breeds negativity, and it you know brings yourself down in a way. Maybe in in some terms that could be true, but it's also it's okay not to be the most positive person in the world every single day I think our, like, do you know what's a good, a good example of this is I think if you are just going I need to be positive and positivity needs to be my whole life like it needs everything needs to be going you're putting yourself up on a pedestal to literally get knocked the fuck off because you're not going to get a life where there's no negativity from other people from something happening you need to learn how to deal with it not try and sort of 
overpower it with positivity or try and block it out, which I think a lot of people try and do. They go, I'm going to be Mr. Fucking Positive here and it's all going to be good. Whereas I think then you're not learning how to actually deal with the punches and you're either putting them to the back of your mind and you're going to get a big, big mental push. And that's usually what happens with a lot of people that have sort of issues with that. I think that they sort of push all the bad shit to the back of their mind and try and overpower it, you know, like and almost ignore it yeah. rather than just sort of go, yeah, so what? Let's deal with this and then move on. You know, everybody gets a bad day. Like, I think people underestimate, especially mental health. Like, I think people underestimate how many people get bad days. Like, people assume that, like, every day goes fucking hunky-dory for me and I don't have negative thoughts. I think I have them. You definitely have them as well, do you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've, like, anybody that really knows me knows before that I've, uh, I went to a therapist a few years ago, had not, not really, I suppose negative thoughts, but I, I had a lot of problems with burnout and worries. Which I never knew was a thing. I never knew worries was an actual thing. What do you mean? Explain. Um. So right, I went through like a, a rough patch in a previous relationship, and shit hit the fan. Long story short, shit hit the fan because, in a way, I wasn't kind of happy w- with myself and stuff. Um. And people put it down to depression, but I, I didn't know what it was. And then I, the reality set. I was like, geez, I have depression. So I went to see a therapist. This is a very long story short, and went to see him one day, and he goes, "Do you think you're depressed?" And I was like, "See, I don't know." And he go- and he looked at me, and he goes, "You're not fucking depressed." He goes, "You're burnt out." He goes, "You're you're three weeks from a nervous breakdown." I said, right. "Fuck's sake!" And then when we started digging <laughs> into, started worrying. Then we started digging digging into it, and he says, "You're all your problems start from worries." And I was like, "I but everybody worries." And he goes, "People don't give worries the respect they deserve." Because people just put worries down and go, oh, it's worried. But worries is a, is like a, a stepping stone to more things. So I never I never give credence to worry. So when I didn't sleep well at night, I was worrying about stuff. And worrying like anxiety. To, and then worrying like his- led to anxiety. So he taught me these like small things, how to deal with worries. But Do yeah. you have any? Yeah, well, I would whole... say people get used to that because even like I definitely people get this. See, whenever you said like struggle to sleep, like I'm not the only person that this definitely used to happen. It's not too much now because I've sort of really mellowed out with stuff like I bought a case of I've definitely lay in bed and you like are thinking up scenarios of where fucking dragons are going to come through your front door and you're thinking how you'd bait them off. Do you know, like there's the most <laughs> fucking weird situations ever. They're never going to happen. Yeah. And you're, you're sitting going, what would I do in that situation? Do you know, do you have any, what did they, what did they say to you? Well, his, the, the main, the main, the main like, <laughs> mechanism that I got from him was, uh, so when the worry comes in straight away, you think about it in your head. Like you're one about the dragon. Perfect. Right? Is this a real worry? Straight away you go, no, because you don't live in Game of Thrones. So you take yeah. it, you physically in your hand, you manifest it in your hand, and you grab it and you fuck it away. You throw it away. That's not what? a real worry. It's like if you wake up in the morning and you're walking across the road, are you, oh, fuck, I'm going to get run over by this car. Is that a real worry? Yes, it fucking is. Right, so that's a real worry. So yes, you have to worry about that light worry. But how are you going to alleviate that? You're going to cross the traffic lights when there's a green light. That's yeah, a real worry. Gets... So um, it's like if you can't pay the bills at the end of the week, you don't have the bills a hundred pound. You have fucking two pound in your in your in your <laughs> bank account. Is that a real worry? Yes, that's a real worry. How am I going to solve that worry? I'm going to try to get help somewhere. I'm going to maybe ring the company so I can defer the bill, ask for a loan from the bank, get an overdraft, ask a friend for lending money. That's how you solve the worry. 
I've got a thousand pound in the bank. There's a two hundred pound loan coming out. I don't want or two hundred pound bill coming out. I don't want to pay that bill. I'm worried about paying that bill. Is you know that's the sort of stuff logically thinking because sometimes when people get worried, logic like leaves their body. So his thing was me is if you put it in front of yourself, look at it logically and go, is this real? No. Can I? Am I in control of the outcome of this? If a car is going to hit me in the middle of the road, how can I control that outcome? And that's kind of the wee coping mechanism he taught me. So then, and that that was that worked like massively for me. Yeah, controlling. I think that's actually crack, and I think a lot of people take away from that because the thing is as well, like people do know that sort of thing, but it really helps when you hear it from like a professional. I think a therapy, like therapy and counseling in general, is really underrated for anybody that hasn't been. I've been as well. I've been to CBT, which is cognitive. Yeah, that's what I went to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so for anybody that doesn't know, like I got I got recommended by the fire service whenever I was leaving, so they sent me to it because they thought I was fucking cream crackers for quitting. Uh, and the person at it was like, you're, you're just talking to them, and it's funny because they'll just go to you, talk about, oh, wait there, we'll, we'll bounce we'll bounce onto this in a minute, but in, in a sense of about the worry thing, I think the best thing that you said there, before I go on a tangent with that, the best thing you said there was, can I control this? Because majority of the worries people worry about is stuff that it's just not in there. It's like if you're, I know it sounds stupid, if your partner or say you've, you've broken up or somebody's broken up with you or you're young or something like that there and something like a relationship's ended, you can't really control what a person does as much as you would like to and you think that it's your problem. That's on them yeah. and you can only control what you can control. And I think that's the main thing. People are trying to control things that aren't in their aren't in their power. So, yeah. And it, it's realizing that. But I think once you do that, and I think between what you've said there and I think some brave in practice so that you can actually slow down your heart rate to actually think fucking clearly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you slow down your heart rate, just like you said, logic goes clean out the window. It's like, uh, whenever I used to work, like, in the fire, you'd see people who run, like, headless chickens fucking clean end it. And then you'd see people who, like, take a couple of deep breaths and they actually know what they're doing. Yeah. And the people who are running and don't are the people who are fucking busting windows with their fists and you're going... Just open the fucking window, Joe. Uh, it's it's like that. Like yeah. it's like that. They're like I remember somebody. Somebody we were at a, we were at a house fire once, and somebody punched the window like through instead of just opening it. Joe just because adrenaline was pumping, uh, like, just fucking smashed his fist for it. And I was like, holy fuck! It must have been broke. And then as soon as he smashed it, the other boy came behind him and just opened the window fully. Like it it looked ridiculous, but the thing is, it shows you the difference. There's if you're yeah. all you need to do is take a deep breath, and the, that person's a great firefighter who done that. It's just in the moment, and I think you can fall in that sort of trap of everything. Like you just end up in like a a state of not panic, but a state of like anxiety. Like as you said. Yeah, I think that's definitely it. And I think knowing how to calm down and breathe. It's like when you have an argument with somebody, the worst thing you can do. Did you ever say something and you're like, "Fuck, I shouldn't have said that." Probably like an hour later. Yeah. Uh, well, I think if you, yeah. what? people say kind of say getting fighting, you're, everybody's a good fighter until they get punched in the face, and it's how you yeah. react to that to that punch in the face. It's mm. either you could be you could be the best fighter in the world in training, but once you get that punch in the face, you're like, hold hold on, this is fucking real here, <laughs> and you have to you have to take a big step back. But yeah, I know it's... what you're saying. Um, but yeah, I I went through that with the therapist and. Literally, that was one of the first uh, coping mechanisms he taught me, and it's the one that's done me the best. Like yeah. everything, any time it ever pops up, if there's any sort of worries, even even with friends, and you know, I've had a like even there with dealing with a lot of students in Belfast at gigs, and you'd be chatting to a lot of bo- people, and and we done a lot of mental health work this year with the students because there was a few suicides in the Holy Lands, and the amount of students that go through have have 
like sort of issues and because I've been a wee bit open about mine on social media times to try to help people some people have come to me in the past and normally it is just like worries and, and they've never they've never been taught a coping mechanism but I always put it down to they never give worries the respect that they deserve they give yeah. anxiety the respect they give depression respect they give everything respect but they never actually think of the fundamental the worry that's probably causing all this they never give it respect like from people being worried about their weight and then that that like manifests into probably a slight depression about their weight and then they get as you said that you've you've probably people that's come to you before going on oh, nobody's ever helped me lose weight before no i just you know i am a hard or i'm a hard gainer and you're like no you're not you're just not doing it right and i'll show you how to do it right and you know because a lot of your coaching too like you, you would even say yourself like it's not just nutrition coaching it's not just health coaching there's a lot of mental side of it because me and you done it before we have got into the diet remember for a, when I, for last summer when I was getting dialed in and there was at a point I was at 88 kilo and I remember you says how are you getting it and I says I'm getting it really tight now and you says right fuck it we're dialing out a bit and then yeah. we're going to hit it again as hard because you knew that if I kept that going maybe in our two or three weeks yeah I would have dropped more pounds <clears> but there's a chance that then I would have rebounded. Yeah, a prime example. I had a client a couple. It was a while back, and I wanted to add him for three months, and he was so so sort of stressed over everything. But like the, what I want to get through here is, he pushed further past than what he should have. Yeah, and it it looked great for an extra like he pushed past three months that, and I don't really like that in anybody for more than twelve weeks. I think it's a wee bit excessive. And he wanted to do four and five months. So we built into four. We'd done four. He was acing it. He was getting more. And I was like, fuck, do you know what? Maybe this boy's an outlier. Somewhere in the fifth month between like the second and third week, off the radar for about four weeks, came back to me and he may as well have stopped at two and a half months in. So he actually reverted back, Joe. And you're like, what was the point in that for that? And like, you can see that happening to people. I think as well with the worries thing, it's always like, that's the crack in your foundations. Yeah. And you need to you need to plaster over that and see the way I'm moving away from plumbing for anybody that doesn't realize and to like plaster and other trades. <laughs> I'm trying to get out of that. I was on a podcast like the other night there, and the boy was from Glasgow, and he was like afterwards he was like, "Fuck you, you some amount of analogies about plumbing," and I was like, "Fuck sake, if anybody listens to this, listens to our podcast, they're gonna go with this boy as a one trick pony." But yeah, the plastering thing, it, it, the worry's the crack, and if you don't sort that it's going to end up bringing down your whole house in the long run, really, like because it, it it's really going to affect the foundations. And I, I'm definitely somebody that used to worry a lot, quite like the way you're talking about. Yeah. And over time, I think just with small practices like that, without realizing, I really became very, very hard to sort of shake. But it's not because I'm not stressed or not worried about something. It's because you know how to deal with it when it comes in because everybody's going to get that. Yeah. Well, if, if lockdown, say, happened... There's the fucking bins being cleaned now. I haven't even put the bin out. Anyway, <laughs> if lockdown's been happening... Do you want to go? Do you want to go? Oh, I can... No, it doesn't matter. I'll steal someone else's bin. Uh, if, lockdown, <laughs> if lockdown happened two years ago, I'd be in a frenzy. And I know it would be. It would be... If lockdown happened two years ago, it, it wouldn't have been good for me mentally, I don't think. This lockdown, I'm looking online. I'm seeing DJs losing their minds. Um... They're getting worried, and rightly, rightly so. They should be worried because the live music industry has been forgotten about. But thankfully, I've been true enough to know now that 
what will be will be and everything will come good at the end and i think when when all said and done the cream will rise back to the cr- top and that'll be it but that being said you're the cream yeah well i hope it will be now i've worked hard enough to be probably creamish when someone when the nightclubs in ireland are going to be reopening i would hope to be in the top three on the list anyway for people to be getting that phone call if you want to kill the first night but um it was last summer was my last real like bout of worry anxiety i was i don't know how this happened it was may last year and i was like just getting ready for bed as normal um and I decided to flick up my DJ diary. Now, that's the weirdest fucking thing ever. Now, I'm very... Like, I'm booked up all year round. But last year, because I planned to be in a beef more, I decided to you know, take time off. And flick up my diary in May. All the student gigs had just ended. I was like, right, let's look at the summer. And fucking next three months, nothing. I was like, how the fuck did I do this? Like, nothing booked in. Zero. And I was like, Jesus, I should at least have fucking in three months i should at least have 60 gigs at least have 60 or 70 gigs and i fuck star worrying anxiety anxiety attack bye 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 <laughs> up all night couldn't sleep heart fucking pounding fuck it was a good run quinn it's over you fucked it not a gig hadn't a gig to christmas but not that would be not well a couple of gigs around christmas and i mean the biggest anxiety attack of my life and it was circa 8am still awake having an anxiety attack rocking in bed like a fucking madman so I decided instead of going to sleep I got out my laptop I don't know if this was the best thing to do so I started making a note of venues I want to play so I made a note of venues I want to play and then I went to sleep for a while and then the next morning I got up and I emailed all the venues that I wanted to play the venue and within say within 48 hours I had nearly all them dates filled but that was because what he trained me to do. Can I control the outcome of this? Yes, you can. Now, it was hard at that time because it let it manifest into full-blown fucking life's over shit. But <laughs> can I control it? Yeah. How am I going to control it? Well, you need to actually tell the clubs that you're free. You need to tell you, know, you need to tell people that you're available to DJ because people just take it for granted that you're booked up solid, which yeah. would normally be the case. For most, most parts of the year, I'm booked up solid. So when I reached out to them, says it was free. People were like, fuck, I didn't think you were free. Let me see what we've got free. Jeez, I've only got four dates free. You take in four dates. Bye. Yeah. And that's how I solved that, I know that, like, that issue. But that whole night, like, the most negative of negative thinking, like, DJ career was over. The next gig I'd have would be freshers. I had no income really coming in except for, like, sort of day work, which then again, it was quiet during the summer because there was no real events. But yeah, you, you can let negative thinking creep in so easy and you can you can give it no respect. You can try to you know brush it under the table like people do or you can just hit it head on and deal with it. And also, the small negative, like there's small negatives that'll happen in everybody's life, I think, that shit happens. Move on, get along with it, that's it. Instead of making it into this whole ah fuck if I had any luck would be bad luck and you know dwelling on it you know everybody can't be the most positive person in the world all the time and anybody you see on social media about being this whole rise and shine let's hit it it's 5am we're going to the gym today's a fucking deadly day you're you're they're probably 
a re- like most of the time you're hearing like someone like The Rock. Like The Rock is a very inspirational person, but he's also a fucking multi multi millionaire who doesn't have really that many stresses compared to the everyday Joe that's going to a job in an office. The Rock gets yeah. up at half four in the morning because he likes to train before anybody else gets up. That's his grind. I'd say now if you're working in an office in Belfast and you think you're getting up at half four every morning to fucking train, you may forget see, about it. Do you ever see with like the, yeah, but the prime example is like whenever you look at The Rock, yes, it's inspirational, but do you see the gym he gets carried around with him in, the, in that trailer? Oh, yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like a fucking goals gym. So the thing is, yes, he's up and grinding, and yes, he can afford that. But at the same time, like, it's not really like motivational whenever you see that. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, if you lived, if you lived above, even if you lived above a pure gym, if you had an apartment above a pure gym, and it's open twenty four hours a day, and you could just go downstairs, go down an elevator downstairs into a gym and train, you'd probably be fitter than the average person. If it's in you to train. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd hope so, anyway, because, you know. But I think, I think a large part of the whole entire thing is actually understanding yourself, like understanding how your mind works and how yeah. your behavior is. And I think that is tough to do. And that's why, like, I was talking about CBT, which is that cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, practically just like, for example, when I went, like, I never knew this. Um, when you're chatting to the person, the person was like, look, just, I want you to run through all your jobs, anything that just sort of stands out, you ramble into and I sat and talked for about 20, 30 minutes. She makes loads of notes in you and all, and you're like, fuck, I wonder what she's writing. And like she said, the one thing that she would worry about me is not about quitting the fire service or anything like that. She goes, she'd be really worried about where who I end up with as a partner and who I attract into my life. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, well, look at your life from the get-go. And she was like, your, your jobs all revolve around helping people, which is great, don't get me wrong. But she was like, you have a savior complex. She was like, you definitely have a thing for trying to help people. And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, you will want people who need help in your life. And she's like, you don't fucking need that. Uh-huh. So, but I was like, that's very, and she was like, be very, very careful. Cause she was like, people who are in real like trouble or shit, you'll have a habit of going, oh, I can help them, Joe. And I still do have that. But the thing is, it's being aware of that, I think, Joe. And it's uh-huh. nice to actually go, right, that makes sense to why I'm doing that. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if you've no fucking baldies to why you're why all this is happening, then you've no real control over it. Like I would recommend for anybody who's never been to counselling or that to definitely give somebody a shout. Because like for example, a lot of my like I sound like I'm getting counselling every day, but like a lot of my like deep chats are about me or would be for probably my mum because she probably knows me best, so she can be like, nah, that's not that's not what you're like, that's not you, that's completely ridiculous. Or no, that is you. You're a complete dickhead in that area of your life. You know, should be honest with me. Yeah. Well, like, I, for exa- yeah. like, for example, I turned around and was like, I've started this new diet and this new training. Um, I was like, fuck, you know, like, it'll not be that stressful. And she was like, you'll love it either way. You're a fucking lunatic with that stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, true. Joe. Yeah. Well, I think we'll go under your diet later because I want to get you want to get meaty into that one. But <laughs> yeah, like there, are, there is that there, as you said, you know, there is that uh, the God complex where you have to help people. Um, and that is a real thing. Like you see it all the time, and um, like lawyers and people like that give up like law firm jobs because they want to go pro bono and help innocent people and do all this sort of stuff. And like you know, you're giving up a life's work to do something that mightn't work out for you, and that can it can backfire a lot. And and also, it's probably what the counselor is probably probably uh, getting at with you is 
you might find a bad egg. Not no, you haven't found a bad egg, but you might find a bad egg, and then maybe yeah. you you could get in a relationship that's really bad for you. But you're like can't give up on her because you no, know, she yeah. needs me, and she could be a fucking junkie and anything. She could be like violent, yeah, yeah, no, and she could be abusive to you, and you're like nah, 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 nah. I can fix her. I can fix her. I can fix her. Yeah, whereas if you're not aware of that, I think you could fall into that very, very handy without even thinking that. You you just naturally attract them sort of people because I, I I know a lass who's a very similar, my like she definitely has it like savior comp, and she picks dudes that are like literally, I don't even want to say the word, but Joe just where you're like, what the fuck? And she's like, but I can help him, and I'm you're like you're like you shouldn't be fucking helping somebody that like that, you know? Uh, but it it's just it's just you do sort of. It's 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 more so self awareness, I think. And as you said, you know, it's a great book for anybody that's like into not like positive, positive thinking. Is it is it Mark Manson's new book? That book about hope. Have you read it? No, no, it's I haven't read cover. it. I've seen it on Audible. There. It's actually really good. Like he, he's like positive thinking, so overrated, and he breaks things down really realistic. And it actually is. It's very. Yeah. It's a completely different take, and I actually really really enjoyed the book. It's probably one of the best books I've read in terms of like the way to think, and I would definitely recommend it. Uh, you'll know it's true of the bad people if you're looking. It's fucking like blue with fucking like something not a fuck about hope or a fuck about hope or something yeah. but yeah no like i think that what we went into there i think if you're trying to be positive all the time you are sort of you're setting yourself up for failure in a way like you really are because there's no way life is all hunky-dory you know if it's just not like that well, i think it's it's learning mechanisms like slowing your heart rate and using like we tactics that people give you or even having a chat <laughs> with somebody will play such a big big role yeah well is there more than books the world is fucked uh, I think that's, that, I don't know. I don't know. There's one of them books the world is fucking. I think, I think I've read it or I've read the, the read a bit of it, and that kind of is of the same thinking of the world's not a perfect place. Everything's not always going to be great. You know, if you think your life, if a, you know, you're everybody, there's going to be setbacks. There's going to be small hurdles to go over. You know, it's that's all part of life, and that's all part of like making you stronger. And I think a lot of people. Like as you said, like we talked about it in the secret before, the part of the victim mentality, don't they? Yeah, the victim mentality. I the, you know, there's a lot of gurus out there as well that will prey on people, and they'll say, you know, like about being negative and all it takes is a positive mindset and a can-do attitude, and if you get out there and put yourself out there, the world will fucking pay you back tenfold. That's not always the case, and that's kind of where people dig themselves into a bigger hole. Where they listen to bad advice, you said, go to a therapist, have a chat. The very first session will be the weirdest thing you've ever done in your life because it's so hard to speak about yourself, especially to someone like that's it's someone that's critiquing you and writing down stuff, going ah, oh, yeah. grim. And you're like, but by by the see by the second or third uh, session, I went, I was slabbered. Like I told that man <laughs> stories. That I would say I shocked him forever. He asked me that one day, he goes, Tell me about your DJing and what happens behind the scenes. And I remember taking my chair out and I was like, Are you ready for this now? And I told him stories from from when I was seventeen right up to fucking twenty five or whatever. And he just was looking at me, just shaking his head. And then I remember at the end of that there session, he goes, you're not depressed. Eh? <laughs> he just says, you're definitely not depressed. And I would go back to him now. He's down in Oma. He's he's part of the, whatever the trust is down there. 
And I actually will go back to him again soon, just for like a, a catch up and a chat. Yeah, top up. Yeah, top up because I think there's no stigma around it anymore. There used to be a stigma around it. Um, I think more people are open to talking about it. Oh, I, I don't know. See, I would say it still is. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe like that. Your your kind of age group, but see, like see first year students. We ran a few mental health uh events this year, and we were kind of all about you know this is going to be a safe place. People can come and talk and this and that. And we were expecting like people you know be hesitant or lurk about to see if there's anybody about. But no, people came out straight away and just says, here, this is a crack. I think the new generation of like young ones that are graduating in the next two, three years are just... I think it's finally sunk in that it's good to talk and it's okay to talk and it's not it's not, it's not, not the end of the world. Like When you see like footballers, GA players stepping out and going, here, this is the crack, I have, I have need to talk to people. I think that shows that everybody's not bulletproof. But there's a way mm. that you, know, you can... You can work on yourself and help yourself and help yourself with your anxiety and depression. It's not always tablets either. There's a lot of... Like, I never went down the route of medication. It's one thing I said I would never do. I have nothing against it. It's just not for me. I don't really agree with it because I think a lot of them people can get stuck on. But I think if people are willing to talk to someone, even about negative thinking... No, negative thinking could be something small to something massive. If... If you have problems where you're constantly negative thinking, maybe you do need to speak to people. But if you have like, if you're just like a, it's wild to say, you're just a wee whinge. Like, ah, fuck. Them fucking trainers are dirty. I can't wear them today. You're just, you know, surround yourself with just wee small negative stuff all the time and you're just a wee whinge. You know, <laughs> that's, that's different. There's a difference in just being a nagger than a fucking, than someone who is negative thinking. I think I want what? to make that, that, that clear. Negative thinking can there's a there's a scale there's a massive scale there with negative thinking. So the small end of it is like Tony being negative about my hair. To the what? large end of the scale is me being negative about Tony eating twenty eggs a day, <laughs> which was a nice segue that I just went under there. So Tony, let's just dive into this now, right? You put up a post on Instagram and sixty eggs is gonna do you three days. <laughs> Can I first of all ask who's cleaning out your cage? Because this is not ending well for anybody. Hillary is gonna be put out of the bed. And I bought her a gas mask. <laughs> she needs a hazmat suit. And I don't I don't know what's going on here. Like it's if you went full bro, bro. Yeah, like, uh, that's probably the most, no joke, like, that is probably one of the most, like, engaged things I've ever put up. Like, see the amount of people that wrote to me being like, in my fuck, uh, what the fuck are you doing with 60 eggs? Are you shoving up your hole? And all people <laughs> writing to me going, and I was just going like, yeah, like, whenever I read this plan, so, like, I'm a moving coach now. Uh, I move every year, so it's just to learn more. It's just to literally get a different perspective. And the main reason I do this is because you, you'd be surprised what other people are doing, and it can still work. So, like, for example, I'm going from, like, a low volume, which is, like, two sets of a muscle group, or, sorry, two sets per exercise and only, like, six to 12 working sets maybe every week for a muscle group, to... Literally, somebody who I knew would be completely different thinking, and he is 
the exact opposite. You know, like super high volume has me doing like a fucking chest day, an arm day, a delt day, a fucking calf day, a fucking toe day. But a case of it's just something completely different just to mix things up. But his dad is very bro because he just trains bodybuilders. But like, yeah, 20 eggs. It, it starts with like eight egg whites in the morning with two whole eggs. Uh, and then I have to repeat that meal at night. So that's where I'm getting 20 eggs a day. So yeah, practically that that is my life now. But you bought the sixty eggs for Instagram, and you like you're in the next couple of days. You're going to revolve. You're going to go back to like egg whites from a bottle. I don't know. See, I I haven't bought egg whites from a bottle ever. It's just not something I've ever bought. So I, whenever I got the plan, he wanted me to start on the same. I don't know why, but he wanted me to start in the same day, and he had sent me it at like fucking one p.m. So I was like, "Well, how the fuck am I supposed to start?" You know. Uh, but it. Uh, uh, I went out and that wasn't even all the eggs I bought, so I didn't even do it for Instagram. I bought three, four, fifteen packs, and I bought two, twelve packs of free rangers just to mix it up, Joe. Just wanted to be good. <laughs> well, you're 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 great for the you know skay eggs or thanking you or whoever I don't know what eggs you bought. Well, they're a pound pound a pound eighteen for fifteen eggs. That's beautiful. Like that's fucking six. What is that? Sixty eggs for a fiver. Fuck me, Joe. You're not going to get much cheaper protein than that. Uh, I feel sorry for my dad whenever I pay off the cooking to him in the next week or two, and he's like left with fucking 60 million eggs. That's going to be such a hassle to cook. <laughs> Jinx, so I'm going to go down and give her a go after this. I should have done it beforehand. Them, but egg, them egg weights are going to stick like absolute fucking up on. Like. It's a proper bro, Dad. So that's two of the meals, and the other three meals, well, there's four other meals. One is a bagel with a shake post-workout. Uh, one like and then three others one is three others just steak and rice and then chicken and rice for the other two so it's good to get a good variety of carbs what, there from what the is rice. it uh, fish and a rice cake <laughs> fish and a rice have you seen the neck of that fucker now no 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 anybody hasn't seen that video there's a video of a boy and he was on the news or something about five years ago and they're like hey, can you give us a description of your dad and I'll literally do the exact meal plan he was like at uh uh Eight o'clock, uh, I have um, fish and a rice cake, and at uh, eleven a.m. I have fish, uh, and then at one o'clock I have another rice cake and some fish. And this happens for the whole way, right? And I was like, this boy's definitely in lunatic. He's definitely on the juice. And no joke, I looked. Somebody said this to me, and I looked him up and lock him up now, and he is fucking shredded and massive. He is huge, and he's always he's always skate is probably the best word for it. But it's just the fact that whenever you look up the picture, I wonder, Mickey, you talk there, I'll get you a photo here because where do you see your your face whenever? I think I think whenever... the show was uh, it was a BBC uh, oh, I think it was watched Spotlight or something. It was one of my old shows that was talking about bodybuilding in the UK, and this boy had got a pro bodybuilding coach. <laughs> so that's him there, right? You see him? That's his face. Ah, that's him. Uh, yeah. Right, and this is him now. So you can only see his top half, but oh, Jesus, uh... he's fucking like a pro bodybuilder. So anybody <laughs> wants to buy that dad, give us a shout. But like, look, there's a picture of him at a festival. <laughs> fish and rice cake. Goes guy who's lived off fish and rice cakes is absolutely hench. Hench? He is fucking hench too. He's fucking swole as fuck, but it's funny for anybody that hasn't heard that. It's it it bro damn work, it just sucks, but I uh, thought I'd mix it up because I haven't done it. Actually work, um, because the, the foundations of kind of bodybuilding was built on it. The whole chicken, rice and broccoli came out of somewhere and the, the it was, that was like the original bro diet. 
was always chicken rice broccoli and then people go well, what about other green vegetables and they're like ah well I suppose you could try them what yeah. about other lean meats ah uh, well we'll try them but at the start it was just chicken rice broccoli um, good fucking massive as you said massive omelettes egg whites and uh, like the bagel's a new thing now the bagel's a new thing isn't it yeah, yeah Joe what it is it's the fact that I wrote to him and he goes uh, dad dad likes and I goes to be honest as long as it's easy to make I'm happy so that's why he's gave me three of practically the same meal and two of the same meal and he's gave me a good range of meats then so that I'm still getting Joe everything I need but he's just made it easy because to be honest I can still swap stuff out for calories the base is there but yeah, it, it, do you know what it is it's just I'm not paying for my same opinion. Like, this is what I always say to people when they yeah. come to me. Like, I'm, I'm not here to give you a program that you were already doing. I'm here <laughs> to to change things up. The very odd person that comes to me, I'll be like, fuck your trainers, but it's actually very good. I'm just going to tweak this, and I guarantee you it's unbelievable then. But 99%, if not everybody that comes to me, most, uh, you'll get completely something different. You'll get dropped down in volume. You'll get volume really high. You'll get a fucking mixture. There's a hundred ways to skin a cap, but it's known just to, to change your thought process. But no, I thought you'd get a laugh at that. I'll, I'll put tag you in the video whenever I make this. I'll, I'll look forward to that. But yeah, Unbelievable. guys, as we said, you know, negative thinking. Don't, uh, if you need help or you need a chat to someone, reach out. And you know, Tony said that the cognitive behavioral guys are very good. Um, there's pies of literature online too as well. Or you can hit up Tony there and he can bring you through a few fucking few sessions there with Dr. Tony. Um but yeah, as always, cheers for tuning in. Um and cheers for all the shares and Instagram, the the views are fairly racking up now. Uh we've got a couple of more guests coming on in a few weeks and we're gonna be switching to video now soon, launching our YouTube channel and also if people could go on Instagram the Muscle Hustle podcast has their own Instagram page. Drop it a follow. We won't follow you back. The only people we're following are people who've been on the show. So unfortunately, you won't get a follow back, so don't be shouting at us. But yeah, guys, cheers for tuning in and we'll catch you again next time.